What, what's the skills day like? It, it, chin ups, pull ups, eight ounce diminishing curls. It's like pulling teeth. I wonder if I can go back to the Shakti show without getting arrested. King of Diamonds, right up the road from the from the yard. So, I think they seceded from the union at some point, didn't they? So, so now explain to me what that is. Tube socks. I got a trunk full of tube socks. <laughs> yeah, you've just you've just heard all the answers. So you're listening to the Crossing Gate the official podcast of the Twin Cities Division of the National Model Railroad Association. The topics and discussions are about the world's greatest hobby, model railroading. Here are your hosts, Thomas Gazier and Ken Zeska. Well, good evening, everybody. This is Ken Ziska of the Thousand Lakes Region Twin City Division, and welcome to the Crossing Gate Podcast. I'm sitting in for the normal voice that you hear from the podcast, Tom Gazer, who's a little under the weather with his vocals. So I'm the co-host and happy to have you here with us. With me, I've also got Ken Borowski, Randy Relander, Michael Jordan, and Greg Dahl. There we go. We got our vocals up. We're going to talk a little bit about the convention we just did, and then we're going to talk about all the great things that the division's got going this next year. And I know that we have a lot of listeners from outside the division, and that's okay. We'd like you to see and hear what we're doing and maybe give us some feedback on other things that you've done that have been successful or take our ideas back to your division, and we'd be happy to share with your division what we're doing. Without further ado, let's talk a little bit about the convention. In May, the region held the convention and the Twin City Division was the host. We were in Bloomington, Minnesota, right across from the Mall of America. We spent three great days, actually part of a fourth, uh, enjoying each other's company and a lot of fun. It started out with layout tours on Thursday, And the layout tours ran every afternoon, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Around the layout tours, we also had clinics, and we ran three different clinic rooms. One was a large room. The other two were smaller rooms. And in the smaller rooms, we ran clinics that would repeat. Because those rooms only had a capacity of about 18 people, if you wanted to see the clinic, you had two opportunities to go to it. And we had great clinicians. We are going to record uh, all these clinics, and we're going to put them up on the TCD NMRA Media YouTube page. So watch for that. We will announce that a little later on. Uh, In addition to the clinics, we had a great celebration room, which is what they call a contest room now. They had 70 contest entries, which contest director said is by far the largest entry that we've had in the region in years. That was a lot of fun. We also had just social times where we could get together. In the breakfast nook, we set up and we ran little clinics on how to do things. We had some people do weathering. We built a few small trees. Randy put couplers on N-scale cars, and, and that was really colorful. I've been in the Army a long time, so I didn't learn any words, new words, but 
but I did recognize the words he was using. And, uh, and so that was a great time. So let, but that's my opinion. Ken, what did, what's your takeaway from the convention? Well, that was the first one that I've ever gone to. So it was all new for me. And I just had a great time. I met people from other places. I went to, I was able to attend five open houses, just like Mike was mentioning earlier off stage here, that there's so many other layouts in this town here that we didn't even realize were out there that I got to see and view. So that was fun. So I saw five, five other layouts that I hadn't seen. I attended about half a dozen of the different clinics. Like you said, a lot of models to look at. There were some Fremo N-Scale modules there. There were some Fremo HL modules there to look at as well, plus all the different kits that the people brought in to uh, have judged and stuff for their award. And then the social hour, the restaurant was was uh, great. Plus there was there was also a couple ops sessions too. I had, I had one at my house. And I think uh, Jeff Otto might have had one at his house. Now, I'm not sure if anybody else did, but so there was the, you know, the obsession option as well for some of the people that were in attendance. So I just had a, had a great time, you know, social hour and stuff, meeting everybody and chatting about what you saw that day and, you know, telling people, oh, you know, tomorrow you should go and check out this guy's layout and stuff like that. It was, it was just a great time for me. Great. Very, very happy I attended. So. Yeah, I've seen some pictures from your ops session. Did you have any people that were new to ops or are they, were they all uh, seasoned operators? No, they weren't seasoned. I mean, a couple. I mean, just like any ops session, you know, you never know who you're going to get. It was fun. Everybody has operated before, but you know, whenever you're on a different layout, it's always a new learning experience for whoever's over. But it was it was fun. You know, we went for about two and a half hours, so it was it was good. Great, great. Randy Randy Relander, the uh, assistant superintendent of the Twin City Division. Uh, what's your uh, takeaway from the convention? Uh, as usual, uh, I was exhausted after the first couple hours. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff going on, and uh, I wish I would have made it to some of the layout tours. I actually kind of stayed around and you know visited with people and kind of maintained stuff going on and kept track of what's what everybody is up to in there. And of course, I was in the back room trying to putzing with that goofy T-Track module stuff. I actually got kind of a minor accomplishment from this whole thing is I finally got my operation GMRA operations pro actually ran my first scheduled train off of there now. So it's actually fully operational. Now I'm kind of working out the kinks and seeing what else I can uh, come up with as far as redoing modules and redoing some of the staging on the backside. Otherwise the, I have to agree the clinics were fantastic. Great. Some of the rooms were a little cramped, I guess, but the layout was fine for all of them the content was great and the materials i was really interested in the can't recall who did it or even what the name of it was that 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 other operation uh system yes you recall what that was uh shipper yeah the the the, i don't remember the exact name of it but the the guy who actually wrote the stuff was there and was talking about it yep so i want to take a look at some of that stuff and but otherwise, seems like everybody had a good time. Absolutely. The food is good. A lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of food. Bar was open. That's always good. That's good. That's good. Michael, tell me about uh, your takeaway from the convention. Well, I opened up my uh, house for a layout tour. So it was great to have people come in and uh, 
just chat with them about their layout and how what I'm doing is different than what they're doing and the input you get from other modelers is, you know, worth the effort that you put forward. And I guess the side bonus of the whole thing is I was able to uh, deep clean my railroad and fix things that I kept putting off. So it was a great incentive to be part of the tour for that reason. Just as the tour finished, I thought I could sit down for a bit here comes five people wanting to operate on my railroad. and Holy smokes. I, I think I did get eat, get to eat my peanut butter and jelly, but we went down and operated. Uh, two of them, I know that they'd been to the layout, but they'd forgotten. So, uh, but it was fun. Just like Ken was saying that, you know, they weren't, well, they might have been seasoned operators, but they were uh, new to the layout. So it took about 30 minutes for everybody to get acclimated. And then I just sat in the stairs and watched the railroad work. And that was, that's my reward. So it was a great, great participation. Yep. Greg, what are your thoughts after the convention? Well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend uh, most of it, but uh, I did manage to get, I, I helped uh, Jeff Otto uh, with his open house at his layout. And obviously, you know, is it, it's so huge that he needs basically a crew just to have an open house, let alone to have an operation session. Um, it was interesting. I, I got, even just there, I got to meet a lot of people uh, who I'd never met before. Uh, one fellow who I helped uh, shepherd a train around the layout, um, I've actually got him coming over for an op session in July. So um, I already have, you know, sort of paid off uh, benefits in meeting different people. Um, you know, this fellow's in Hudson, never knew he existed. You know, like, like Ken was saying, how many layouts there are, how many owners there are, and, you know, never even knew. There was a, a fellow uh, who lives like two miles from me. Never knew, never even knew he had a layout. It's not Ken either, who also lives a few miles from me. Oh, okay. Another, there's, a, yeah, there's another guy over here. So, um, oh, yeah, I have to figure out where yeah, that guy's so at. He's, now. he's at okay, South good. Rosemont. So, yeah, that's just just making those connections. Great. It's great. For that. Uh, I know of a couple people that mentioned to me that uh, they heard about it on the podcast because we promoted it a lot. How about the rest of you guys? Did you run into anybody that? Uh, that heard about it on the podcast, and that was one of the reasons for coming? Yes. One of the folks that came to, during my tour, as we were talking, he kind of, like, recognized what I was talking about. And uh, he turned to me and he says, I thought you lived in California, the way I talked about my railroad. So uh, that was great that, uh, you know, they could recognize what we talk about in the podcast. Uh, unfortunately, in talking about the podcast, I still haven't gotten that case of Ensign Morgan. So I just... I think it's know, in the mail. Someday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, I was sitting in a clinic just talking to a few people about... They were asking me questions about going on layout tours. The guy turned around and he said... Uh, you know, I'm really interested in going to the layout 
tours also, but I don't have a car. And so we talked a little more, and it turned out that his name was uh, Alex Mantle, and he he had flown in from Wyoming because he heard about the uh, convention on the podcast. He said he thought we sounded like a lot of nice people. I I, I hope he felt the same. I hope he felt the same way when he left. Uh, fooled them, <laughs> fooled them. But, you know, like Randy, I, I had to hang around the hotel and and couldn't make a lot of tours. But I did hook him up with a couple guys that were going to make a, a big swing through the uh, uh, layouts, and they they had a great great deal of fun. Uh, we also had a couple guys. I think the people that you know, Wyoming, that's a long distance. Eau Claire, you know, we had some Eau Claire people there. But the people that won the prize for coming the farthest were a couple of guys that came all the way from Australia. And and I'm sure they only came strictly for the convention. That, that. <laughs> and that, that was a lot of fun. We, we really, uh, really had a, had a good time with that. So uh, uh, the, one of the highlights that I noticed was after the, after the banquet, when everybody's really full and sluggish, they, they had a, uh, lucky ticket auction or lucky ticket draw and uh, people put bought a bunch of tickets and put them into little uh, cups and then they drew to see who would win uh, different items and boy there was some incredibly premium things that went out in those uh, uh, in those lucky tickets I think I think that was good the grand prize was a proto throttle and as luck would have it, the winner of I think we're looking for for a recount. Yeah, yeah, recount, yeah. recount. The winner of the proto throttle was was uh, Dan Dosa, who was the committee chair. Uh, there's still an ugly rumor going on. You know, there's a rumbling in there. <laughs> uh, Rich Ramirez picked out four more tickets afterwards, and they all said Dan Dosa on them. So. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody thinks that Dan had it rigged, but uh, I, I, I think his his credentials are impeccable, and uh, and and that would probably uh, luck mean that's not true. Another thing that was interesting is the waitress, or the bartender we had for our social and for the happy hour, uh, came up to me at the end of the event and said. This has been really great. I've gone around and I've seen what you guys are doing. I would like to get a train, a small train to go around my Christmas tree. Uh, can anybody help me? And so I announced at the end of the banquet that uh, that this young lady was looking for uh, help uh, on getting a, tr- a train for around a Christmas tree. And if anybody had any ideas, she had given me her phone number so we could contact her afterwards. And, and of course, there was a lot of interest in that. And she came over to me and she said, by the way, you can give my phone number to everybody but that guy. And she pointed at Dan Dosa. So <laughs> You don't need any more restraining yeah, orders. You don't need any more restraining <laughs> orders on him. Yep. Dan had it rigged. One of the exciting things, you know, among all the other great awards that were given out in the uh, celebration room, uh, the best in show went uh, um, to Colin Sullivan. 
he we've been watching him build this end scale uh, passenger depot. I mean, a big passenger depot through two modelers meets. And now he brought it all complete to the uh, convention. And it was just absolutely outstanding. The detail and the work he's put into that. And that was the, uh, the best in show. We also awarded Rich Ramirez his MMR. He's MMR number 732. And they took a big, a nice picture at the end with, uh, with eight different MM, MMRs from the Thousand Lakes region there. And, and, uh, Really, you could say that looked like a scoundrel's list, and I'm I'm not going to argue with that. But more important, but more important, these are guys that year after year step up and help the division and help modelers in the division become better modelers, and so uh, so that was really terrific. So, anything else we should touch on for the convention, or I'd I'd like to go through and talk about the exciting things we've got coming up this next year. Uh, where is the convention next year? Next, thank you. Next year it's going to be in Eau Claire, uh, which is what ninety minutes east of the Twin Cities. Uh, it's hosted by the uh, folks in Eau Claire, and we're we're looking to do a lot of exciting things. <laughs> we, we're calling it sponsored by Menards, and and the reason for that is that the chairman is Dave Menard, and who's not the owner of Menards, his brother is. But we figured if we say sponsored by Menards, it can't hurt. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll get, uh, you know, everybody to come home with, uh, with an eight foot two by four uh, as a door prize, you know, so watch your grab bag for that. That could be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, uh, so that's, that's next year. And it'll be the third weekend in May also. So watch for information coming out. We'll start getting that going to randy go ahead you you have a, n- another point to mention oh i said uh you'd mention uh tom and ken's president award for the crossing gate podcast that uh art sewell presented yeah tom and i were really uh really honored by that you know we've been doing this to try to promote the region the division and the nmra in general and so it was really nice to be uh, uh to be recognized like that so that's that's terrific Thank God one of us wore the podcast shirt, but uh, yeah, well, that's uh, why this is an audio podcast. <laughs> I had stickers. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's why they allow me to be on the podcast because I have a face for this kind of work. <laughs> face, face for radio, for radio. Okay. Yeah. Or, or maybe newspaper. Voice, voice for newspaper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's get yeah. up. A face for radio and a voice. There you go. So let's get on. And, and, uh, (laughs) you know, both uh, Mike and Greg have mentioned that they've got uh, operating sessions coming up. And and I know there are operating sessions and that we've made a lot of contacts. So uh, for division members, we, and we keep telling you this, get in touch with us and get on, uh, get on the list because uh, layout owners are, are open to getting, uh, TLR members a chance to come out and operate on their layouts. But I'm going to start talking about the first event we have coming up is just coming up in a couple weeks. It's uh, on June 17th and the Twin City Division is going to go out to the historic Wyzetta Depot and that is right in downtown Wyzetta. That depot was built uh, really well, built as a, uh, a um, crowning jewel 
by James J. Hill because it was right near his Wyzetta vacation home. And this depot is, was donated to the city of Wyzetta and has been restored beautifully. And now, not the freight end, but the, the business end of the depot is, is a museum that's open. Uh, we're going to meet there between 1230 and 3.30. During the time we're there, the Garden Railroad is going to be running. And the depot tour, the depot is, is going to be open and we're going to get tours. And the guys that run the depot are not only experts on the depot and the depot operations, but they are also well-versed on the whole Wilmer subdivision. And so it's going to be a great opportunity to have a social time and to uh, uh, do some railroad history. With any luck at all, the BNSF will do a run-by and the, and the trains run right there next to the depot. So that's a lot of fun when they come by. Um, there's a hey Ken, can I uh yes sir thing? Yeah, well that well the depot there is is run by the by the G scale club that's in yep. town here. Yeah, love. I actually had them over at my place this last Saturday for an open house. And if you ever want to see something funny, watch a bunch of G scale guys <laughs> down in the basement full of N scale stuff and see how that goes. And uh, you could do a real comedy uh, movie with that one. So that was uh, good. But it was it was fun getting some people that weren't all that familiar with another scale over to kind of check things out and stuff, and only to find out that a bunch of them have models and other scales as well as the G scale. But it'd be nice to get some more of those G scale people kind of involved a little more with the, with the Twin Cities division, because I don't know how many there actually are in our group, but there's a bunch of really nice modelers and stuff in that club. There are, and I have talked to Susan Elliott about uh, about cross-pollinating, so we're right on that. That's really great. Uh, again, like I said, it's right on the lake across the street, and a block down is a Ben and Jerry's ice cream place. So bring a chair. We're asking people to bring a chair to sit on. Uh, we're going to look for a couple of uh, pop-up tents that we can sit under. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You can bring whatever you want to bring. There's a an Irish pub uh, three blocks down the street. And uh, so you can stop and get yourself a Guinness or two and bring it down or the Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, that's uh, Saturday, June 17th from 1230 to 330 or when we finally kick us out. Then in July, uh, we're also going to have another social event, and that's on the 22nd. Ken, do you want to tell us about that one? Yeah, we're, we're talking about doing kind of like a rail fanning picnic type of a atmosphere. This would be over next to the Union Pacific South St. Paul Rail Yard, which is off of Concord Avenue and Bryant Avenue in uh, South St. Paul. So if you go either north or south down Concord, to the Bryan Avenue intersection, you're going to take the little bridge that crosses over the rail yard and it takes you to a big park, which is called uh, Kaposia Landing. And it's so this park is right between the Mississippi River and the rail yard. There's all sorts of bike paths and trails and uh, ball fields. And there's three different bridges where it cross over the rail yard. So you can go up on the bridge and look down onto the train traffic and watch what people are doing and wave to them and talk to them if they're close enough. And it's kind of a neat spot to go rail fanning, which is somewhere where I go a couple of times a month over there to check things out. But that's uh, what we're thinking of doing on the 22nd of July. 
from maybe like noon to four-ish, you know, somewhere in that time frame. And, he'd, you know, bring something to eat, probably something cold because we're not going to be grilling nothing, but, you know, like a sandwich or whatever and bring something to share, you know, brownies, cookies or something like that, some chips and then, you know, cooler with what you want to drink and maybe a lounge chair. And then we'll just hang out there and we'll have some scanners. And when trains come by, you got multiple places to go check them out. There's a lift bridge right there too, or uh, actually a rotating bridge swing bridge, I guess, for where the trains come from the Dayton's Bluff side over there that crosses over the river to that part of the yard. So there's, yeah, the Hoffman's Swing Bridge is, is the name of it. So there's a couple other neat things to see there. So that's kind of the plan for July 22nd at this time. And we'll, we'll send something out prior to that. But yep, that, that's on the schedule right now, I guess. Great. And then in uh, August on the 20th, which is a Sunday, we're going to go to the Forgotten Star Brewery. And again, that's a opportunity for rail fanning and social because it's right on the west side, north if you're normal, but west if you're railroad, of the uh, uh, North Town Yard. So there's lots of railroad activity there. And uh, again, a, a marvelous brewery. And we're going that day because Sandy's Grill and Italian Ice is going to be there. That's the food truck. So you'll be able to grab something to eat. Of course, you can bring your own. Uh, they have bocce ball courts. If you uh, if you want to try your handed bocce ball, that's like one more level, more physical than pickleball. And uh, but, but again, a great afternoon just to get together with uh, fellow railroaders, keep in touch, see what's going on. Uh, make sure you let uh, operators know, railroad layout operators know that you want to operate. Uh, Look for some ideas uh, on, on how to, if you've got a summer project you're working on and you need some help, uh, if it's small enough, bring it along and, and get, some, uh, get some help from people. Uh, otherwise, just feel free to converse about that. And, and this is new for us because we've, we've normally been very quiet over the summer. But this year, we, we've got so much energy built up from this great year that we just finished that we want to keep it going. Uh, so September 9th, uh, so I've already, for, Randy, you want to talk about the Twin City Division trunk sale? Yeah, what I know about it, uh, September 9th, trying something new, basically a flea market in a parking lot, basically bring your stuff and sit, I don't know if we're actually going to have tables or if we're actually going, going to be selling stuff out of our trunks. We would have also talked about having some sort of food there. I believe we're uh, the typical, like the Boy Scouts or Girl Scout type hot dogs or it's in a church parking lot in Crystal. Yep. Do you, What's the actual name of the church? Do yes, it's... It um, it's it's St. James Lutheran of Crystal, and uh, uh, yes, you can bring it. You can bring a table if you like. You can operate out of your trunk if you've got a van. You it's can Saint slide James. open the okay. door if you have a pickup truck. You can fill your pickup truck bed. Uh, I got my one ton. I can bring all sorts of stuff. You can, well, especially if it's <laughs> N scale. Yeah, you could probably <laughs> fill that up pretty quick. Just bring stuff. It's a, again a social event. It's a chance to. Uh, be in a uh, flea market type environment without having to buy a table. Uh, just come and hang out with your fellow TCDers. Bring your blue tubs, you know, the ones that are in the back. Just open them up in the in in the middle of the uh, parking lot. See what you got in there. Check somebody else's blue tubs, and by the time you go home, 
you'll have your blue tub filled, but it'll be all filled with new stuff. Find, find your next submarine project. Find your next submarine project. Great. Then we start with our uh, our normal yearly schedule. We'll have a social get-together September the 14th. You know, last year we started using, oh boy, where'd my brain go? St. Louis Park, Park Tavern Grill in, in St. Louis Park. And that worked out really great. We're looking to another place in Egan, Union 32, with the thoughts that if we can have one on the east side, one on the west side, that'll be uh, that'll be great for our uh, our folks. That would be our September, October. We're going to do layout tours, and Aaron Cohen is running that for us. Aaron did these down in Houston, and they actually did them on several different weekends so that layout owners could go and visit some of the other layouts. So we're going to look at what's the best way to do that. But we want to, uh, again, one of the things I think, and Ken alluded to this, there were so many great layouts on tour that you just couldn't see all of them. So we're going to try to make it so you can see more of these. Uh, In November, we're going to have a skills day. And Randy, you got some ideas on some of the things that we might be doing at the skills day? Uh, Yeah, right now we're trying to figure out who's going to be giving (laughs) who has skills to to present. We all have skills, but they're all different. Some of the uh, skills on on the short list currently are layout photography, uh, soldering, airbrushing, weathering, something that can be done in one session, basically. You don't want things dragging out too long. Some of the things were actually done at the convention uh, we had some airbrushing set up i believe we did weathering clinics too didn't we or, yes, or we did. no uh did matt wasn't around for those did, did no, they do those in the no matt the, matt wasn't able to make it so we didn't do the uh dry brushing oh, that's what it was. okay yeah but yes uh cory and paul bukowski came and, and showed us how to do some weathering we uh did some work on on small uh scenery structures that you do in foam and we're going to be able to do more of that uh, will you be there to do a clinic on on how to uh, talk colorfully while putting uh, a couple of on scale cars <laughs> yeah. that, that that project finally finally finished up um okay surely had to to listen to the colorful language in the camper that last weekend yeah actually i'm thinking about neil is uh editor now of the uh the newsletter for the region and he's looking for people to do articles. I might actually do a photo article on that project works out better without, without the audio. <laughs> there you go. There and, you go. And, and springs flying all over the place. Yeah. Not sure, yeah. not exactly sure how many springs are lost on the floor in there. Yeah. And, tri- and trip pins. And I'm thinking it's going to be kind of a opportunity for whoever's giving the clinic. If people are interested to actually do some hands-on stuff assuming because that, that's kind of how those other ones went too because it really doesn't do a lot of good to do that type of clinic without you know some direct interaction with people who are actually interested in you know actually trying it out right you know that is a good point and that's the whole intention of why we got a spot where we could actually run the airbrush where we could actually do some weathering kind of the vision is that that you we I mean, would we want to send out like a little, well, not a flyer, but just a little note saying, hey, what would people be interested in kind of learning more of? So instead of just kind of winging it and come up with something maybe people aren't really, you know, want to learn more about something that they actually have an interest in, like maybe putting in 
a decoder or something, you know, just, you know, something people might have an interest in versus just kind of coming up with some general topics, put out a little questionnaire maybe beforehand just to get some feedback from from people per se, I guess. Yeah, that's that's really a great idea. I'll be it's a great probably idea. putting out uh, requests for input okay. fairly shortly. The s- summer's going to go quick, and we're going to find ourselves in the September before we know it. Yep, because we've got three uh, three different opportunities to do that. That is a, a great uh, great opportunity to get let people find out what they're looking for us to do, and especially people who haven't done it before. I mean, that's it, it's nice to have people fresh uh, input, and rather than having the same people do the same clinics over and over again, because there are there are plenty of people out there that have plenty of skills, and we just gotta encourage everybody to to give it a shot anyway. Absolutely. Yep. So then in, in March, we're going to do our annual modelers retreat, and Joe Binish is running that this year. Uh, so we're looking forward to that being a good time. Look for more information as we get onto that. In April, we're going to do another operators event. And, and Michael and Greg, you've both been active with the modelers events, uh, operators retreats we've done. What are some thoughts that you, you've got to encourage people to, uh, to get going with that, to get involved with that? Mike, you got something to some ideas there? I really like how Tom and you started sending out to the Twin City Division membership to get more involved in the operation ends, end of modeling. And I, I think that's a great idea to just start with the membership and kind of move this operations forward. I mean, I always said that operations ruined model railroading for me because once I learned that there was operations, it really renewed my interest in model railroading. So uh, I think it's a it's a, it's a good thing. It, and uh, in doing this, we end up meeting new potential friends as well. So. Uh, that that's kind of the added bonus of volunteering your railroad and and putting yourself out there. Yep. Greg, what do you add to that? Well, we've always sort of focused that operators retreat on, on two things. One is getting people who are new to operations involved because all of us, you know, at some point had to start somewhere. And, and I feel sorry for those people that, you know, they, they want to operate, right. But they just, they just don't know anybody. And, and once you know one or two people, you know, you can kind of get yourself invited to another another session, then another session, then another layout. This sort of serves as that ability to sort of get that ball rolling for people. And then the other part, you know, Mike kind of alluded to this a little bit is, you know, as layout owners, a lot of times, you, get, you know, so you get stagnant. You got the same five guys coming over, operating the same, you know, way every time. So this allows you to branch out. You meet new people. You, you end up with new operators coming over. And a lot of times they'll give you, you know, new ideas. Anytime I talk to a model railroad or I end up with, you know, a bunch of new ideas. So branching out and meeting somebody different with a different way of doing things. Maybe, you know, instead of car cars, they're using switch lists. Maybe they're using JMRI. I'm standing here saying JMRI is just a piece of crap because I tried it once and it never worked for me. <laughs> you don't know how to do it. And like I've been using it for 10 years so let, let me show you how to do it and then pretty soon you know that you know that steam rolls into something completely different for you so both as an owner and as an operator um, it's a great way to 
meet different sure. people as well. Sort of get out of your comfort zone or get out of your social group, your clique, as you will. Absolutely. Well, those are some of the highlights, but I do want to uh, bring up two more quick things. Uh, one is that in January, uh, we're going to have another operations day at the North Metro Model Railroad Club. And if you didn't attend last year, we had 20 uh, Twin City Division people descend on the North Metro Model Railroad to operate thinking that we were bringing in a big crowd and, and soon we got lost among the immenseness of the railroad. And uh, they split us up uh, and, and put uh, uh, bodyguards by us so we didn't ruin anything. But we had a great time and, and they've offered to uh, allow us to come back up. Another thing that's really key that we'd like everybody to think about is the uh, Twin City Division has started our Golden Spike Roundup. And we've done a few Golden Spikes so far this year, but now that we've got uh, Dave Hamilton back operating on both wheels, uh, we're going to get aggressive and we're going to go out and uh, descend on layouts and evaluate them for Golden Spike. And the truth is, folks, most of you out there uh, have layouts that qualify for golden spikes because of the things that you've done to get your layout where it is. And we'll come in and help you. If you're not quite there, we'll tell you what you need to do and come back. But we'd really like to get everybody an opportunity to get recognized for the work they've done. It's a uh, great entryway to the achievement program if you want to go to that. And even if it takes you 20 years to go farther on the achievement program, it's a nice, a nice uh, plaque to put on your wall. So we're going to start. We're we're going to continue to do that. We encourage you to uh, just go to info at tcdnmra.org uh, on our website and tell us you want to be looked at, and we'll come out and and take a look at your layout. Uh, you can't, you cannot adversely influence the judges. But if you do have M&Ms, M&M peanuts, or standard <laughs> M&Ms in a jar there, it, it tends to uh, get the, oper- the, uh, the, the guys looking at your layout in a better mood. And I, I think that's it. Uh, so why don't we all uh, say goodnight? And uh, Ken Borowski, our, uh, would you like to say goodnight and add anything that's pertinent? No, this was a real good uh, show. Nice seeing everybody again and talking about stuff. Hopefully everybody can make it out to these events that we're planning for the summer. Great, great. Randy? Uh, looking forward to this year and seeing how it compares to this previous year. It's it's going to be really hard to, to top this last year. I mean, media-wise, uh, the content of the meetings, the just it seems like a – well, I, I'm fairly new to it, but it seems like a different atmosphere. So looking forward to seeing what's, what's going to go. Great. Michael? Uh, just opening up the layout to guess just forces you to have more interest in, in your layout and uh, looking forward to meeting new people. So I think it's a great idea. Great. 
Looking forward to doing that. And Greg, what do you got for us? Hey, I'm just wondering, are you going to post, like, you know, we have this big schedule. You got all this stuff coming up. I'm assuming you're going to post this on the various channels and whatnot because. Absolutely. I, I generally don't listen to the podcast, if, I, if especially if I'm on. <laughs> bad, bad plan is better than no plan at all. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll listen then. Yeah. Yep. 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 Greg, that's a good point. And uh, we will we'll use MailChimp right now. But I will tell you that the uh, NMRE National is working on some initiatives so that the divisions and the regions all have access to something like MailChimp. And right now, they're, it's either MailChimp or Constant Contact. And, and then they're going to train people down on how to use it better. So we'll be able to put things out in, on a more timely basis. So, But having said that, if you happen to be a MailChimp expert, uh, I've got a job for you. Yeah, well, I got a job for you. Greg. <laughs> oh, <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets. Uh, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a specialist in the drunken monkey mailer, but not the <laughs> drunk All right. Well, that, that'll wrap it up for uh, right. this issue of the Crossing Gate podcast. And again, I want to say thanks to. Uh, Tom Gazier for being the uh, backbone of this thing, even though he's been quiet. He's been uh, keeping us on task. Ken Borowski, thank you for being here, sir. Randy Relander, sir, thank you. Michael Jordan and Greg Dahl. Say good night, guys. 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 been listening to the crossing game the official podcast of the twin cities division you can find us on facebook in our group the twin cities division of the nmra you can email us at tcdnmra at gmail.com thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe for future podcasts we kidnapping people or what are we doing here what are we Okay. Anything or just train stuff? Or is it like questionable items or what are we like hot goods or train stuff? Or what are we talking here? I'm from Chicago, you know, so I kind of need to narrow this down because we can, I got. I think even if you find another good sponsor, we have to send our appreciation for Diane for putting together the, the voice of the podcast. I mean, she is just so great. So.